And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Maya Zahira, who's experienced in psychic protection with a focused understanding of the prevalence of false light entities in our world. In 2016, Maya went through a very intense and dangerous entity attack that resulted in a profound spiritual awakening. Maya, thank you for joining me and welcome. Thank you so much for having me as a guest on your show and a special hello to all of your listeners who are watching today. And thank you, Jeff. Maya, can we start with that entity attack that you had that led to your awakening? Absolutely. So if it's all right with you, let's set things up before that entity attack, because I think it's important to have some context, if that's all right with you. Sure. So, yeah. So actually, um, I'm going to spend a little bit of brief time on childhood and everything that came before that, but um, before the 2016 psychic attack. So I was a, an unusually spiritual kid. And uh, even as a child, I was able to see energy. And um, when I um, got into adolescence, that's when things started to really wake up. I started having visions. I uh, was having premonition dreams. I was having a lot of psychic experiences. And I didn't have anyone teaching me about that. I just simply was having those experiences. And then when I got into adulthood, I um, just organically, I ended up becoming a teacher. And then I ended up teaching a variety of subjects, and most of which were spiritually oriented. So I spent about 20 years before 2016 as a feel-good spiritual teacher. And that's how I've been describing it lately to compare to how my, my focus now in my teaching, I was very much a feel good spiritual teacher, Reiki, empowerment, uh, retreats, all the feel good stuff. All that feel good stuff is really important. I mean, it's hard to live on this planet. We need the feel good stuff, but things were really blasted open for me. Uh, and my rose-colored glasses were shattered big time in 2016. Um, so again, I was working as an energy healer, as a spiritual teacher, doing psychic readings and all of that when this major psychic attack happened. And at the time, I believed a lot of the common beliefs about psychic attack that that are so prevalent in the new age and spiritual communities. I believed that entities can't hurt you. I believed that if you just focus on the positive, then nothing negative can touch you. Only good things can happen in your life if you focus on the positive. Uh, just visualize white light, that'll protect you. Just burn sage, that'll get rid of everything. Like all of the common um, beliefs. And so imagine my surprise when I went to a colleague for a session um, just to get her second opinion on some things. And as a result, I started coming under major 
psychic attack. It was obvious that it was psychic attack. It wasn't imaginary. Um, the lights were flashing in my house and they had never been flashing before. Um, I started seeing entities in my home. Now, remember, I already was someone who was having visions and seeing spiritual things, but that it's like the, the dial got turned way up. I was seeing tons of entities in my house. I was, I saw a little girl wearing a pink dress. I saw earth elementals, fairies all over. I saw demons. Um, wildlife was acting weird. I was having experiences of missing time. There was one instance where a whole afternoon was just gone. I don't know where it went to. Uh, one moment, the weather was sunny and hot. And then the next moment, it was 4 p.m. And it was um, dark and cloudy and raining. And I had, I felt like I had been moved onto like a different timeline or something. It was the weirdest feeling. Um, and I also, I was making a video for my students at the time. And this was when this paranormal activity was happening and I was trying to clear it out. Well, it was during my work time. I knew I, wa I wanted to create this educational video for my students. And in the video, when I watched it afterwards, I actually saw the thing that had been attacking me. I saw this energy form. It was like a few feet behind my, over my shoulder. During the video, I could see it just started off very subtly and this energy got stronger and stronger and stronger until it was this pulsating ball of energy. And that was unmistakable. Like I literally got it on video and it, by the way, that was right after I had burned sage. <laughs> so clearly that didn't work to clear, to clear that out. And then things got really dialed up when I finally admitted to myself and re recognized that this psychic attack was a result of something that was going on with the practitioner that I had gone to. I didn't want to believe it before because we don't want to believe anything, you know, negative about another person. So it literally took me a few weeks to finally recognize because this is someone who says that they do angel healings, that they work with a council of angels. So why would some kind of negative entity be attacking me? So finally, I, I said, okay, something something is really wrong with whatever's going on with that practitioner. And I wasn't sure what I was going to do yet, but I did reach out and I sent a text message to someone I knew who was a student of the angel healer. And I was not specific, but I just said something like, I'm concerned about you. I have some concerns about the person that you're working with as a mentor. And I, I just want to warn you, just please be careful and use your discernment with this person. That night, I went to bed, fell asleep just like normal. But in the middle of the night, at some point, I was jarred awake. 
And I am 1000% certain that I was absolutely awake. This was not a dream. I remember I was on my, I was laying on my back. And the first thing that I remember was my eyes flying open like big because something had woken me. And so my eyes are big as saucers. And I see this energy. It's like a pulsating light, kind of like plasma. Like um, uh, for those who don't know what plasma is, it's like electricity. Uh, plasma is like lightning. So it was this ball of plasma, light, pulsating energy. And part of that energy reached forward, literally into my shoulder and yanked. And the way that I interpret that is it was trying to pull my soul out of my body. And that was so traumatic and terrifying. It's kind of, uh, like, yeah, it's kind of even getting to me right now that even though it happened in 2016. And, um, so that, so that happened. And then I'm, I don't, at the moment, I didn't know what was happening, right? I didn't know what I was interacting with, what this was. But after it literally, I don't even know how to describe that feeling. Like I literally felt felt something like, even though I don't know how we would feel our soul, it did feel like something, like it really pulled on something, but my soul wouldn't budge. Thank goodness. Because later I thought if it had been able to pull my soul out, would it have then possessed my body? I don't know what would have happened, but I, I didn't budge. I, my soul stayed firmly in my body and I'm in that split moment, I'm looking up and then I hear this booming voice inside my skull and it's a male booming voice. and the voice, it was this echoing voice and it said, don't mess with her. She's mine. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and then it actually went from this pulsating ball of light. It expanded. The sides of it stretched out in this subtle form of wings. And I don't know why it was doing that, but it almost, it was like, it was trying to make itself look like an angel. I don't know. Um, and when that happened, I turned over onto my side with my arms over my head. I mean, it was really, I guess I could have gotten out of bed and run away. I don't know, but my instinct was like roll over, like tuck and roll. And I was literally afraid to move. Uh, I am a pretty brave person. I had seen spirits and ghosts and stuff like that in the past. I had even seen some demons in my past, but nothing like this. I had never had any experience like this and it scared me to death. And um, so I was not brave. I was terrified, rolled over onto my side. I was hyperventilating and sobbing and totally confused because at the time 
I didn't have clarity on exactly what that entity was. And it took um, really several months for me to be fully confident that I knew exactly what had happened. But in the moment, I was totally confused, totally terrified. Now, once I rolled onto my side, um, I wasn't aware of any further attack. I just was hyperventilating until sunrise. And I think that was probably a couple of hours. And then I got, uh, once the sun came up and the room was light, I got up and called a good friend of mine at the time. And, um, you know, I was trying to tell her what it, what happened, but I was so freaked out that and crying and like talking nonsense because I, I was just so overwhelmed and she had to calm me down and say, okay, calm down. What happened? Are you safe? Is everything okay? So I told her what happened. Um, and then fast forward. Um, over the course of the next few weeks, I actually was able to clear that entity, but it took quite a bit of effort. And everybody in my spiritual community where I was living at that time, I was reaching out to different people and saying like, help, I'm dealing with something really nasty. And they would say things like, well, have you tried burning sage? Or they would say, well, you must have done something bad in a past life because otherwise this wouldn't be happening to you. Or you must have a lot of unresolved darkness within you because those kinds of spiritual things that you're describing don't happen. And so you're just creating a projection. Um, it was all, all sorts of stuff that really, actually, it was very unsupportive. And I know that they didn't know any better, but that... The psychic attack itself, plus the response that I got from my community, both of those together really were the catalyst for driving me forward into doing the work that I went into and that I'm doing now. When I was going through it, I realized that I just knew deep down I am not the only person having negative spiritual experiences. There are, you know, thousands upon thousands of videos of people talking about beautiful experiences. And, and, you know, I'm sure they're completely valid, but there are all these people who are having negative experiences and all the positive vibes only people don't want to hear about that, but these people are suffering. They're really needing help. And I, I made a vow at that time when I was in the thick of everything and I didn't know if I was going to get through it. I said to myself, it was the middle of the night, one night, and I was too nervous to go to sleep. After that really terrifying attack that I just described, I was afraid to go to sleep for a couple of weeks after that. So this was the middle of the night and I was, um, doing some research online, trying to find some support groups or anything like, is there, are there any support groups who help people with these kinds of situations that are like, can I commiserate with anyone who doesn't just minimize my experience? 
And at that time, I didn't find anything. So I went back to bed. I sat on my bed and I and I cried because I still I hadn't cleared the issue yet. And so I was just overwhelmed. And I I said to myself, you know, if I get through this or when I get through this, I know I'm not the only person going through this kind of situation. I my my gut tells me there if this is happening to me, there are other people going through similar experiences. And they're probably not getting support either. They're probably getting like, I mean, actually a lot of the non-support that I was getting was really victim blaming kinds of remarks, which doubled the level of trauma. The attack itself was traumatic. And then the lack of support was traumatic. And so that that really gave me the conviction to get into the field that I'm in now, which is literally helping people who are under various kinds of psychic attack. Do you think this practitioner was intentionally putting these entities on you? Or do you think that they were accidentally in touch with dark entities when they really believe that they were, you know, in touch with angels? I'm really glad you asked that question because I'm sure a lot of people were pro- are, who are watching are thinking the same thing, are wondering the same thing. So I've actually had that existential question for many years now. Does she know? Does she not know? But I can tell you this. I went on to have other experiences personally and th- and with the clients that I was working with, with what I call false light entities. These entities who are dark beings, there's a variety of kinds of them, of different dark beings who shapeshift into beings of light. And I can tell you that they are extremely convincing. They are so convincing that um, it is easy for me to see or imagine how a person, even a very discerning person could be, could be duped into thinking that like this particular healer um, believes or says that she believes that she's working with a council of angels. But what I, the, the thing that attacked me was absolutely a jinn entity. It's a jinn for those of you who don't know, that's spelled D-J-I-N-N or J-I-N-N. And they speak about this type of entity in the Quran, but it is not just an entity that, that um, lives in the Middle East. I've encountered these entities where I live now, where I used to live, and many clients as well. And they are masters of deception. So did she know? My gut feeling, because I I don't think I'll ever get an absolute answer on this, but my gut feeling tells me some little tiny part of her brain suspects that something is wrong, but most of her mind doesn't want to believe that the last 20 plus years of her life that she's been working with this so-called council of angels has been a facade because who, who would want to believe that? 
Did you have a discussion with her about it? Well, I didn't. And normally, my way of interacting with people, if there's an issue of any kind, my interpersonal style is I'm a communicator. So I would usually call someone up or let's have a face-to-face discussion. Let's talk through whatever, you know, if there's a misunderstanding or whatever. But at that time, I did talk to a couple of very trusted friends at the time about whether I should um, have further contact with this person, with the healer. And we decided that it would be unsafe because literally I, at the time, was afraid that that entity would kill me. And also remember that when I tried to send a text message to warn one of her students, look at how I was attacked for just sending a text message. I was, it tried to pull my soul out of my body. And for my own safety, I realized I really can't have any contact. I, I really, I agonized over that for several months. I kept thinking I should warn her. I should warn her. And I had a dream one night about it. And the dream helped me make my decision in a more final way. In the dream, I ran into her at a metaphysical shop and I saw her and she looked up and she looked really friendly. And because she looked really friendly, I thought, you know what? I want to approach her and I want to tell her what's going on. And then as soon as I approached her in the dream and I started telling her what, what was the really tr- the, the truth of what was happening, suddenly her eyes turned black and the energy around her became super on- ominous. And then I woke up and I said, okay, even if I run into this person and they seem safe, that person is not safe. And I should not have a discussion. I having um, intuitive informational dreams is really common for me. And I've learned to listen to those dreams. And so that I agonized over that for months until I had that dream. And I said, okay, well, I think that's that's my answer. Besides the gin, what are some other false light entities that are out there? Well, there's actually a long history of demons pretending to be angels and beings of light. But I've also seen um, what I'll just call dark spirits, dark souls, who are mischievous and they like to play around with people. So just to be really clear on my definition of that, I'm speaking of human souls who are who have passed away, people who've died, but they have not gone over to the afterlife. They are stuck on the earth plane and they're a bit troubled or confused or uh or even the ones that are super dark that have really aligned with 
with the dark agenda, um, any of them on that spectrum. They, um, they will sometimes pretend to be beings of light, ascended masters, like any, any of these beings that I've just described will be, will pretend to be beings of light, ascended masters, angels, even Jesus, Mary Magdalene, um, fairies, I mean, you name it. And um, for me, I'm actually able to discern what is authentic and what is false light. Uh, and I point this out because I've I've noticed that there are people who have discovered through maybe their own experiences with entities or through maybe just their gut instincts, they can sense this false light situation going on in the spiritual world, which is it's so common right now. And they can sense that, but they 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 then polarize into this belief that every single entity is a false light entity and they're all bad and they're all dangerous. And actually, I don't agree with that. I think there are authentic angels, there are authentic guides, there are, are, are authentic fairies, but there are also plenty of imposter entities out there. So the big question is, how do we tell if we're talking to a real light energy or a dark one? That is the ultimate question. And it's an important question. And we need to really be developing our discernment first and foremost. And there are absolutely some, some indicators that we can look for. And interestingly, some of these indicators of false light entities are taught in the new age as being positive signs of high vibrational beings. And it's and these are not positive signs. For example, I've um, heard spiritual teachers and I've seen information on social media talking about when you hear a high-pitched frequency, that that's a sign of a high vibrational being. I absolutely used to believe that also until I had numerous encounters with jinn and other types of false light entities and how they would enter into my space I would immediately hear a high-pitched frequency. And I noticed that this is a common calling card. And those who are clairaudient, who tend to pick up on spiritual information through, through either hearing sounds or words, pay attention. If you hear a high-pitched frequency, most of the time, that is an indicator that this is not something positive. And that's that's a belief that's so common in New Age. And we need to really be open to releasing some of the misinformation that's out there. So a second way that we can pinpoint that we might be dealing with a false light entity is that if that entity comes through in a really big way, like super loud or super bright, because genuine entities like our genuine guides tend to be 
more subtle. Their energy tends to be more gentle. One thing that you can really watch out for is that if if you start to hear a booming, super loud voice in your head, if you start to get auditory messages that are loud and clear, that you're probably dealing with a djinn and not some other type of entity. Because again, the authentic entities usually come through in a more subtle way. And those who tend to pick up on spiritual information in a visual way, uh, they might see the entity as a super bright light. It's almost as though that entity, the false imposter entity, is actually... um, overcompensating and making itself really bright and shiny in order to draw in those who are authentic seekers of the of the light are super drawn to either they can see the light or they can feel it they can sense that there's a really strong light and so they're drawn to it and the false light entity does that on purpose because People don't, uh, so many people don't rec- don't know that there are false light entities. And so they just feel drawn to this phenomenon. There's another way that you can identify a false light entity. And this is where the entity that you're working with, let's say it's a guide or an angel or somebody that you're working with as a spiritual ally, if their facade slips, and this actually happens a lot, someone is in meditation, they're in their mind's eye, or clairvoyantly, they're seeing an image of who they think is their guide. And for just just a split instant, that being goes from looking like you know, ascended master so-and-so to all of a sudden in this split moment, there's just a second where that being looks like something different. It looks like something dark. And then the facade comes back online and it looks like the angel or the ascended master again. If that ever happens, then that's your 100% sure indicator that you're dealing with a false light entity. There's no questioning it. There's no giving it a second chance. You've got your answer right there. And similar to this, there's a phenomenon that I've actually noticed with a lot of people where they have had some kind of relationship with a spiritual being where at first it started off as something really scary that was attacking them. And they were either seeing seeing a really scary being or hearing uh, a spirit, an entity that was that was um, uh, saying horrible things to them and trying to scare them and terrorize them. And then after a while, that entity turns into Archangel Michael, or it turns into, you know, whoever. Uh, this like beneficial, so-called beneficial being. And then the person thinks that, oh, now, well, I don't know what that was before, but now I'm working with Archangel Michael. 
And I've actually seen this a couple of times with professional psychics who had their, they think that they have Archangel Michael working with them, but their, the original relationship that they had with this entity was that it, the entity was terrorizing them. And then later it reintroduced itself as Archangel Michael that, oh, I'm not actually that I'm actually this. And so the person, because they don't have enough information to understand what's really going on, they, they, they just kind of accept that that's how Archangel Michael wanted to present himself to them. Why are these entities attacking people? So I would change the wording and I would say maybe not attacking, but manipulating. The agenda is to manipulate really the human race, okay? And right now, what I've been seeing actually since 2016 is this web of, and I call it the illusion matrix or the false light matrix, not to be confused with, um, what did you call it earlier? The Like a simulation? Right. I'm not speaking of simulation theory. I am talking about a web of imposter entities that are hooked into a variety of people from famous to not so famous spiritual leaders and teachers, other types of leaders in the world. But I've especially seen this in spiritual communities. And the web looks like this a false light entity, and it's usually going to be a powerful false light entity, not just some random ghost, but a jinn or a demon, something that has a fair amount of power. And it's going to hook into this spiritual teacher here. And this entity's intention is to then be able to hook into all of this person's students and clients and following. And the false light entity wants the control. Um, these entities are essentially psychopaths. They want to create confusion. They want to um, be worshipped, actually. They, they love to be adored, which is one reason why they will pretend to be Jesus, Archangel Michael, or what have you. Because they love that energy of adoration. They just eat it up, just like a psychopath, just like a psychopathic person has that huge ego and wants to be worshipped by whoever will worship them. So, yes, sometimes there will be some level of attack that's involved that's intended to manipulate, but most of the activity of false light entities does not involve attack at first. The intention is to convince the person that they actually are the ascended being. And so they will uh, be all lovely and loving and they'll be channeling all these really convincing messages to the person, to the teacher or the spiritual worker. And the attacks usually will only happen 
when the person realizes, ooh, something is not right, and they try to pull away from the entity, that's when the entity, the false light entity, will show its true colors. And that's when the person will typically come under attack. For me, I believe the reason why I was attacked in 2016, whereas a lot of her other followers weren't, for some reason, I was able, I I don't know why I was originally attacked, why it started off as attack right from the get-go, but there was something about me that was able to see its true colors. I am and I call myself an open-minded skeptic. I question everything and something about my nature. I think that entity saw me as a threat. So the false light entity will absolutely attack someone that they feel is a threat. But if they feel that they can um, draw that person into their web, it will not usually be an attack. It will usually be all sorts of loveliness and false bliss. What are some of the symptoms that a person may be experiencing when they're under psychic attack? Here is one really important symptom, not just of psychic attack, but specifically that someone is dealing with a false light entity that is hooking into them. This is actually a concept that one of my past spiritual mentors originally introduced me to. She called it spiritual anesthetic. And this is when an imposter entity is hooking into a person. Let's say they're at a spiritual event where everybody is opening up their energy and they're calling in all of these beings, which in theory sounds like a wonderful event, right? But false light entities love those kinds of events. They just come flooding in. And one of the common indicators of that, um, one of the common indicators that a false light entity is hooking in is a feeling of bliss. Now, I've had people argue with me over this. They say, how could feeling good be a bad thing? So let me just distinguish a grounded, centered sense of peace. That's not what I'm speaking about here. That's a good thing. Grounded, centered, really anchored and feeling harmonious. That's a good thing. This ungrounded, blissed out almost like you're on drugs. You're just like so blissed out and really kind of out of your body. You're just like out here. That is a sign that something false is trying to hook into you. And it's like, um, again, my mentor years ago called it spiritual anesthetic because it's like this, it's kind of like when a tick hooks onto a human and it it um, ejects this anesthetic into the person's skin so that they won't know that they have a tick attached to them and the tick can go on and just suck blood 
from the person and they have no idea. And it's the same thing. That entity fills the person with bliss, hooks in, and then it can feed off of that person's energy. Is it possible that a person who thinks they're experiencing a kundalini awakening is really being under a manipulation? Oh, that's a and that's such a cool question. I've never had anyone ask me that before. I would say absolutely yes. Now, I tend to not say that something is always going to be yes. I do believe that people can have an authentic, like an actual authentic Kundalini experience. I do think that's possible. But can someone have a Kundalini or some other type of really intense spiritual awakening experience, and it is not authentic, it is actually driven by entity interference? Absolutely, yes. And that's where it can get really confusing uh, because a person will have this experience, whether it's kundalini or some other type of really profound awakening, and they go to their spiritual mentor and their spiritual mentor says, well, that's a positive experience. You should welcome more of that. And really in every single situation that we're having, we should be questioning everything. Always question. How do we defend ourselves against these entities? Okay. So if we're talking about false light entities, the way that you would defend yourself from them is to have the ultimate level of discernment developed within yourself. You want to avoid them from the start because it is a lot more difficult to disengage from a false light entity. Let's say if you've been, if you've had one hooked into you for 20 years and you were working with it as your guide or your guardian angel or something like that, it is a lot harder to safely disengage. It is possible. Uh, I would recommend getting some professional help if you've been hooked into for that long, but really we want to avoid them from the beginning. Now, there are some basic methods that can help us gain protection from all negative entities, whether they're false light, um, imposter beings, or just showing up as dark beings from the get-go. And I can give a couple of real easy tips right now if you'd like for me to. Sure. So uh, before I go into giving these, these quick tips, it's really important to understand that whether you're trying to disengage from a false light relationship or uh, you're under like um, psychic attack by some like obviously dark entity, usually those issues have taken time to develop. And so, yes, absolutely. Some of these quick tips can help you get relief, but it's also really important to do the deeper work. And uh, I can share some resources at the end that where people can get some ideas on how to do the deeper work. So some of the quick tips. The first one is that if you suspect that you might be dealing with any kind of negative entity, negative energy, whether it's false light or not, 
doesn't matter. Any kind of negative energy entity, or maybe you suspect that someone has sent a psychic attack, negative energy your way, they're mad at you, um, and you're, you just have a feeling. And you don't even have to be sure. You can just have a feeling like maybe there's something weird going on in my house, or I've been having a lot of nightmares, or there's just, uh, it feels like there's something off. You can do this really easy technique that's much stronger than using sage or other dried herbs. And it's burning frankincense resin. And this is actually something that the Catholic Church used to do. They don't do it as much anymore, but they probably should still be doing it. Um, the, the reason why we use frankincense resin is because it is a physical tool that is highly effective at clearing out all sorts of negative entities from demons to evil spirits to you name it. And the cool thing about it is that you don't have to have any special abilities. You don't have to have developed your, your um, intuitive guidance like I was recommending before. You don't have to have gotten that done yet. You don't have to learn any special spells or any esoteric knowledge. You can just burn frankincense. Now, is that going to take care of a curse that's been following the last three generations of your family? No, it's not going to get to the root, but it's going to give you some relief. Now, I want to be really clear. I'm not talking about the incense sticks that you can buy at the store that are probably scented with synthetic fragrance. We want to be using actual frankincense resin, and it is like little pellets that are dried sap. It's dried tree sap. So there's another really easy tool that you can use if you would like to initiate extra protection or if you feel like you're under attack. So you can use salt, like just regular table salt. It doesn't have to be anything fancy or you can use sea salt. You can use the fancy stuff. And again, you don't even have to feel like you're under attack in order to use this as a tool. You can just simply use it as a, as a preventative to um, keep anything at bay that might, might have happened in the future. One easy way to use salt is to um, lift up your pillow in your bed and just pour some salt under your pillow. Some people have the majority of their unwanted paranormal issues at night while they're sleeping. And this is such an easy tool. And salt actually does this amazing thing. It tends to diminish the power of the, the, the entity's um, life force energy. And so it tends to have trouble passing over or passing through that. And I've actually known people who, when they were having major paranormal issues, they actually poured salt all inside their bed. So they were sleeping on it. It feels weird to sleep on salt, but, um, you know, sometimes we need to do things like that. Um, other, other people will create like a, a ring of salt around their bed, a circle of salt, 
Um, you can also take the the um, cardboard cylinder of salt and just pour that in a line um, across the threshold of your front door, your back door, um, anywhere people can come and go. And this is a really easy way to make it so that anyone who comes into your house, if they have an entity attachment, a lot of times the entity attachment will be left at the door. And then when the person leaves, they'll pick it back up again. Uh, but the entity won't be coming into your house. So it's such a simple, easy thing that you can do. And it's really helpful and it's inexpensive. How can we take the tips that you've given us and any other information that you have and become more empowered with it? Well, I love that question. <laughs> so um, I think the biggest way that we can become empowered moving forward now that you've heard what you've heard in this podcast is to um, take this information, take it in, and instead of uh, keeping our heads in the sand and just hoping that nothing negative will will come along, uh, just hoping that everything's going to be okay, looking at empowerment in a new way, instead of avoiding anything that makes us uncomfortable. Empowerment is gaining the information, the vital information, so that we can move forward knowing what's out there, how to identify it. And when you know what's out there, when you know how to, how to identify what's going on, then you are in a much more powerful place. You can make those informed decisions and you can nip issues in the bud before they have the opportunity to turn into anything more serious. So for example, with the information about false light entities, knowing what you know now, when you go into meditations or when you are trying to work with a, with a guide or you go to a spiritual event, you have this new information. And with, with this new information, you learn to listen to your inner guidance. Does something feel off? Am I uncomfortable right now? Does it feel like something might not be what it seems to be? And you can choose to listen to your inner guidance, maybe leave the event if you feel that the people running it are um, not bringing in the best energies. You can leave, you can end your meditation time, or you can speak up and be clear about what kinds of entities or energies are allowed into your space. Once you have information and you follow your inner guidance, then you can begin to set those clearer boundaries. And here's one really important thing about any kinds of negative entities out there. They want you to think that you are not powerful. You are actually more powerful than they are. So if you can get informed and begin to really set boundaries, set boundaries, just like you do in your interpersonal relationships, learn how to set boundaries in your spiritual relationships as well. You are the boss of your energy field. Some 
um, entity, even a valid spirit guide is not your boss. You are the boss of your energy field. You get to decide which guides you'll work with. You get to decide who's allowed in your energy field and who's not. And uh, that is true empowerment, knowing that you get to set the boundaries, you get to set the parameters, and you are much more powerful than perhaps you believed before. So are you saying that we are more powerful than all of the entities that may be attacking us? Well, there actually are some entities in existence that that are on the powerful end of the spectrum. But there are way more entities out there that are pretending to be way more powerful than they actually are. And it's a mind game. It's a psych, it's psycho, it's what I call psychological psychic attack, where they are trying to use methods of manipulation to scare you, to make you think that they are this big scary monster and you are powerless. When nine times out of ten, they actually have very little power, which is why they're using mainly psychological methods to try to manipulate and scare. If they were actually very powerful, they would not be using that approach. So the, these entities that are really manipulative and trying to sneak in and pretend to be other things, pretending to be spirit guides, etc., most of those are actually very low on the power totem pole. They don't have very much power and we actually have more power than they do. And we, we just need to remember that. Maya, you've written a couple books. What are the titles and what are they about? My first book is called Darkness Disguised as Light, The Hidden Truth About Psychic Protection and the Illusion Matrix. That's a big, hand, big mouthful, but you can look up Darkness Disguised as Light by Maya Zahira. That is book is a combination of the story of my psychic attack in 2016. There are a whole lot more details that we didn't get into today. And it's really an like edge of your seat story. And then uh, it's so it's a combination of story. And then at the end of each chapter is a lesson. So you get to learn some of the techniques that I was learning along the way. And a lot of the readers have told me that that book helped them know that they weren't crazy because they were going through some really weird things and just reading someone else's story and knowing, wow, this happens to other people too, was incredibly healing for them. And there absolutely are some really good tips. I teach um, frankincense. I teach a particular candle technique in that book. Uh, I teach about energy cords and so much more. And then my second book just recently came out a few months ago, and it is the Psychic Attack Source Book, Understanding and Surviving the Unimaginable. And that book is specifically a handbook to help people figure out how to clear out a negative, any kind of negative spiritual interference. 
And I also, and it's, um, it's all informational. There's no story. It's um, every chapter goes through, like there, there's a whole chapter just on false light. There's a chapter on uh, the various tactics of the negative forces. And so that chapter in particular, if you know what the tactics are, and you have their playbook on how they they tend to do things, then it's less likely for you to be fooled. So just that ch- chapter alone is super important. After watching this podcast, people may want to reach out to you and ask you questions. Are you up for that? And if so, how should they reach you? Okay, so I have a free Facebook group, and that is the best place for people to post questions. The free Facebook group is called Psychic Protection Sanctuary. And I should give everybody a heads up. I only let people join that Facebook group if they answer the three questions, because we don't want uh, bots and other kinds of things in there. Uh, and then I also have a YouTube channel that's also called Psychic Protection Sanctuary. And there are, I think, over 200 hours of video, of free uh, videos on that channel. And then I also have a website, psychicprotectionsanctuary.com. And on the website, there's information about the different ways that you can work with me. Maya, before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message? Yes. The more you know, the more informed you are, the more powerful you can be. The more informed you are, the more protected you can be. The more informed you are, the more grounded you can be. Maya, thank you for that message and thank you for being my guest. Thank you so much for having me on your show and thank special thank you to all of your viewers as well. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.